Hey everybody, welcome to Thumbnail, a visual arts podcast. I'm Joe Roshert, illustrator, animator, and adjunct professor. And I'm Louis Rosignol, visual artist. And thanks for joining us today. We're going to be talking about fan art, which is a huge portion of the art world right now and something that we've both done a little bit of. So we'll kind of talk about, you know, pros and cons and what not to do to avoid getting into trouble. But before we start, we like to sometimes tackle a, a news story that has something to do with the art world. I found one by Entrepreneur Store, and it's about basically a generator, a graphic design generator that's made for like logos and, you know, business cards and that type of thing. And so if you're like a new company and you don't want to hire a graphic designer, I guess you, you what it asks for is your company's name and then the type of company it is. And then maybe like, what else did it ask for? One other piece of information. And then it generates like a bunch of different logo ideas for you. And then you can just choose from which one you like. It's $40, which is, you know, obviously pretty cheap for a logo. If you were to hire a designer, you probably wouldn't get any thousands of dollars. Yeah, right. I mean, if you even hired like a brand new, someone brand new that was just trying to start a business as a graphic designer, you might be able to get one for a few hundred dollars or something. But $40 is super cheap. And so whenever I see things like this, I always think that it's going to take business away from graphic designers for sure, because, you know, it's so cheap. It's so much cheaper. And, you know, you could just take your chances too. like, well, $40, if it doesn't generate anything I like, then I can just hire a artist at that point. I can at least try it out. I guess I, I just have you can't you can't get quality logos. You can't get quality anything art related with automation you're just not going to get you're just not going to get the quality product that you want the tension that your logo gets is so important and will make or break a business that's something you don't want to skimp out on it can i think it depends on the type of business you you are i mean there are probably you know there's types of businesses like if you're just like a window washing company maybe your logo is not so important people it's just word of mouth i guess but well i think i just i think i disagree with that too where I think you could get more business if you look more professional. Yeah, you're, you're probably right. You're probably uh, it's all, right. It's all about brand when it comes to marketing. I just feel like there's definitely people out there that don't understand that. And they're just going to, especially if they're just starting a business, they're going to try to start it for the minimal cost. And so you're right that definitely it's better to hire a designer. And as some, we're both in the art business, so of course we, we're going to feel like that anyway. But there's definitely will people that will use this and it just stinks because it takes away business from artists. Anything like that. Whenever I see like, well, for instance, like it's so easy now to make your own animations. They have tons of programs that make it very easy. So that takes away work from animators because people think they can do it themselves. Yeah, but then it also looks terrible, you know? And so it, right. you're, you're cutting yourself short from the get-go. And that's that's no that's no good way to get cash flow for a business. Yeah, no, I agree. Selling anything. Yeah, I highly advise against that kind of stuff. All the all the automation software stuff. Yeah, I agree that this particular logo generator was designed by an artist and a graphic designer. Mm -hmm. And it does make me wonder, like, what goes through this person's head? Like they're just taking away business from other graphic designers, they obviously don't care and, and they're giving themselves business because everybody that spends $40 on the generator, they're making money on that. But man, you're just like hated by the community <laughs> who wants to be hated by the community they're in, you know? Right. But I just thought it was interesting. And I don't like the fact that there's so much automation and 
algorithms and things that are just taking away real jobs from real people. Yeah, I think that's just one thing in particular when starting a business you shouldn't skimp out on. It's often on the chopping block for the very first thing to skimp out on is like what your logo is going to be or what you look like thinking that the product is what really matters. And that is very high up on the list of what really matters. But how you look, I think, far outweighs what you're selling. People don't like to spend money on logos. I've had so many people that are like friends or acquaintances that ask me like, hey, I know you're an artist. Could you design me a logo? Like they basically want me to do it as a favor for them because they think it's super easy. (laughs) I guess logo work maybe is easier than some type of art, but it's still not easy and it takes a lot of thought. And I just don't like that people are whenever they want to cut corners and skimp on cost. It always seems like it's in the creative aspect. And so it hurts creative because we like our jobs. It's not work. (laughs) and so they don't want to pay money for it like you know you have to pay the electrician to come in and do their job but maybe you can find someone that will just make your logo for free because it's fun (laughs) i will say that i do like art but making logos is not what i consider to be fun but i mean there are definitely graphic designers that i love making logos but it's yeah so there you go the amount of time that goes into it you don't realize or it's hard hard to realize how much time goes into such something that can look simple but to make something simple sometimes takes a lot of iterations to get to that. And so you're not yeah, just paying for the final product. You're paying for the whole process to get there, for the yeah. logo to be right for for its purpose or for the client. There's also a great article online, and it's like 50 logo designs with like hidden messages that you probably never caught the first time. Have you ever seen those? Like 7-Eleven, how the N is lowercase or the E, I forget. One of the letters in 7-Eleven is lowercase and you don't ever realize it really. There's things like that, but then like Amazon, there's like an arrow from the A to the Z. It basically means like we sell everything from A to Uh, Z. Like things like that, they're like hidden meanings that the, you know, graphic designer put in there that you might not even notice. There's there's a yeah, lot like of cool FedEx things did like that. that too with the arrow inside FedEx. Yep, yep. And then once you see it, you, like you can't unsee yeah. it. But I like that type of stuff. So there's a lot of thought that goes into graphic design and a generator is not going to come up with something cool like that, like hitting messages in your right. logo for sure. Yeah. Don't do generators. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, let's go into fan art, which was something that Actually, people do ask me about fan art a considerable amount. And if you've been online, you've definitely seen tons of fan art. I think one of the main reasons artists like to do fan art, besides the fact that they are fans (laughs) of something, so they're interested in it, they're more likely to want to draw it. But it's an easy way to connect with other people. Like, I'm going to draw something that I know that people love. You know, they already love Wolverine or whatever, you know. And so I'll definitely be able to use hashtags that will get attention on my work. Yeah, I think that's a great way to get attention on your work and to maybe bring people who wouldn't normally see your work onto your page, potentially. Right. But you have to also keep in mind that they might not be liking your art as much as the character in the art, you know, that they already have a tie to. So that's sometimes difficult, especially with new artists when they're posting fan art, they get all this traction and they think, oh, wow, I'm actually doing this as an artist thing. People are liking my work, but it could be all smoke and mirrors. Be aware of that. Yeah. I have a friend that does fan art, like a ton of it. And every time he posts anything on his his Instagram that's not fan art, like it's just something that he created, he gets like one tenth of the engagement on those posts. And it always is so frustrating to him because 
that those pieces of art mean so much more to him because it's something yeah. he created. And I get why that's frustrating. But if you do fan art, that is something you're going to have to think about. Like you can become known for that type of stuff. And then people. That's really, the that's scariest all thing, see. isn't it? Right. Even if it gets me tons more engagement, I don't want people to know me as the guy that does the other people's intellectual property. You know, like I like your versions of, yeah, like uh, Marvel characters or whatever. And then it's just if like you're going to do it, have a balance. Yeah. So that your work, your intellectual property, your IPs can shine rather than the opposite because you're just putting yeah i guess equity in a sense into other people's pockets i'm not even like that big of a person that's into because when you think of fan art do you think of i mostly think of like video game fan art and like superhero and comic book fan art because that's the most common animation fan art mainly cartoons of things yeah like where people are drawing something that someone else drew right maybe it's Star Wars or Harry Potter or My Little Pony. Like, (laughs) it's all, yeah. Yeah. It's typically well known identities that are being drawn. But if you do like fan art of something that's not animation, so if it's like a TV show, well, like The Walking Dead or something, and you're doing characters from that, that's like fan art, but you're not drawing something that someone else has drawn. You're actually drawing like characters that are real people. So it's a little bit different because. I don't know when you're when you're drawing like a p- actual person, it seems a little bit more legit than drawing something that literally somebody else already drew. Right, and sure, it could be I mean? a, a drawn version of a character, but I see it more like a portrait when it's a real person. Right, right, you're, yeah, you're. It's more of a portraiture of the character rather than fan art, in my opinion. Because I have people say that like what I do is fan art. I you know I've done like Breaking Bad pieces and things like that, and I agree that I can see why they would think that it's fan art because it's art of a TV show that I'm a fan of, right? Yes. But then what? But Every I, single celebrity you do a portrait of is a fan art because you're a fan of that person. Or like I draw a picture right. of my well, mom. That's what I'm I like, oh, I'm a fan of my arm. <laughs> my mom. That's fan art. <laughs> yeah. If you do like a landscape, well, I'm a fan of that <laughs> landscape. You know, like. Every piece of art is representational, and so there has to be a definition of fan art. And so I like to view it as you're drawing something that somebody else already right. That's created what I think or it drew. Is, yeah. Okay, so we'll keep that with that definition because that the reason we should keep with that def- definition too is because we should talk about the legalities of it. Whereas there's different, you know, if you do draw a portrait of a celebrity. You can get away with that a lot easier than if you're drawing a picture of Batman that is not an actual person. It's a creation of somebody else. So now you're kind of, you're you're walking a thinner line, especially if you're selling your work, right? I guess it's a hard line. Like, let's put it in perspective of like a Star Wars fan art. That's something where the world is originally, what, physical? They use actual actors and stuff and props, but those had to be designed and they're designed with intent. And so copying that or referencing that, yeah, that's definite fan art. Yeah, that's a good point, too. Or maybe they're not drawn, but it's like a character that's all this prosthetic and somebody right. did create that. And I know you don't yeah. do a ton of fan art. Neither of us do a ton of it, but I, I get questions about it here and there. And a lot of you see it all over the place. People do fan art all the time. And when you go on like TikTok or one of these, so, like any social media site, most of the artists that have a huge following yeah. do a lot of fan art. That's the reason they do it, though, is because, like what we were talking about, people like to see things that they recognize. And so, 
you know, you're doing fan art can get you a large following, but it also can get you in legal trouble if you're making a lot of money off of art that is ripping somebody else's copyrighted, you know, because when you make characters, you, you can um, trademark them and copyright them. And then if someone starts making a lot of money off of them, you could Well, as soon them. as you're making any money off of it, it's illegal. But most of those big companies aren't going to go after somebody that's selling like very little. Right. Because you're probably not even on their radar at that point. It's when you start making a good amount of money, then they're like more likely right. to come after you. But you're right. It's illegal right from the start. Although there are exceptions like if you change things enough right and do your own version there so i don't know the exact laws neither do i really but from my understanding some of the exceptions are like parodies where you're making a joke of the thing and you're kind of referencing the original ip but you're twisting it in a way that you're bringing some humor to the subject and so i think that's where like saturday night live and stuff kind of falls into that gray area sometimes and that's allowed or like yeah, mad, magazine. mad magazine does it all the time or did it what else and they do it with drawing too with mad magazine like i know that i remember having like a, an issue of it that did it with like the lion king so they're ripping off you know an animation a creation of someone else but because it's a parody and they're making a joke of it it's basically like well it is legal it's totally legal because it's parody and mad magazine obviously got away with it for a long time because they're not right. doing anything wrong. They're using parody law. Parody law is one of those things that's like, it's a fine line and you can, I've seen people try to like argue their case in court that it, theirs was parody and sometimes they get away with it and sometimes it's turned out that the judge has ruled in the favor of the original artist and said it wasn't yeah. enough parody. Fan art is one of those things you really got to be Right, you're always walking sure. on eggshells with that, with fan art when you're trying to monetize it. And then there's other ways you could get around it if it's different enough. Really all depends on how similar it is to the original, how much it's referencing the original, and how different yours is, how much original thought actually came out of your own version. Right. So I think there That's are a great point. some cases where it is fine, but most cases I see are at the level of they're just trying to draw the character as it should be without changing anything and just trying to copy it or trace it and then sell it as your own. Yeah, that's a great point. I want to talk a little bit about something that I've talked about on the copyright uh, episode. Did we put that one up yet? I think so. It's just a quick story, just because I know some listeners may have not listened to that episode. And it's a great story that illustrates the dangers of fan art. And it's with Will Terry and his book, The yeah. Little Heroes, that he did. And I'll go through this quick because I've already gone through this on another episode. But a friend, Will Terry, he does these characters. Well, they're fan art characters, but he creates like what Wolverine or what... I keep using Wolverine. <laughs> I don't know why that just keeps popping in my head. But whatever, what Batman and all these different characters look like when they were toddlers. And he does it in his own style, and his style is very cartoony. They don't look anything like the original characters. I mean, they're very stylized. It definitely could be parody because these are just like, I'm trying to picture like, you know, like it might be like Walter White as a toddler and he's got like a little chemistry set playing with like a little <laughs> toy RV or whatever. And it's funny. It's cute. And he wanted to do a book of them. He put it on Kickstarter. He raised like over 30 grand in like the first day of his Kickstarter. By like week two, he had raised so much money that he got, somehow got on the radar of maybe or DC Marvel or, or Marvel, because some of the characters in the book were Marvel characters. They flagged it. They reached out to Kickstarter, and Kickstarter took Ouch. his campaign down. He could have fought it, probably, because he could have fought it under parody, but who has that type of money to go up right. against Marvel? Okay, maybe he would have won 
think about how much work he put into creating those characters and that book and then started raising money and he's getting all excited like, wow, I'm going to make a great amount of money on this book. I've already raised 30 grand in the first day. And then bam, it just all gets taken out from underneath him. And that's what happens. It can happen. So fan art is one of those things that it's just, I just pulled up um, an article and it says fan art and fair use. And it says one truth and five myths. Do you want to go through them? Yeah, sure. All right. I thought it might be interesting just because you know, there definitely are myths out there about fan art, but then there's things that... So are we trying to spot the truth? Is that... uh, Never mind. I can give them all to you and you can see if you can figure out the myth if you want. Or, no, the truth, because there's... Let's see, so there's six of them, I guess. And one of them is true, and the other are all myths. We'll we'll just just read through them. I think that's important. All right. So let's see, the truth. I'll give you the truth first. So we're not going to play a game? (laughs) I guess not, yeah. Okay. The truth. It says relying on the fair use doctrine as a loophole to copy might be dangerous. So that's a truth. If you rely on the fair use doctrine to copy, it still could be dangerous. It says each artist should research potential legal issues and use good faith when assessing the risks and benefits associated with creating and selling art. Sure, the fair use doctrine may provide a defense to copyright infringement for some artists in some cases, but the four part test is complex and unpredictable as many lawyers, judges, and artists may disagree on which factors are the most important. Oh, there's four factors to be considered in determining whether or not something is fair use. And so I'll just tell you what they are. So the first one, it says the purpose and the character of the use. So including whether it's commercial or nonprofit. If you're just using it on your social media just to show people what you did, that's obviously fair use if you're not making any money. The second factor is just the nature of the copyrighted work. It doesn't really go into detail about that. And the next one is the amount and sustainability of the portion used in relation to the copyrighted work as a whole. How much of it did you copy and how much did you change, right? Right. So if, if you took the piece in question out of your piece, whatever your piece is, right? So let's say you took, oh geez, what's a good example? We'll go back to Will Terry saying if you took a Breaking Bad character out of Breaking Bad image, what's left? Yeah. You know, right. does that hold up on its own? Or if it's a book of sketches. Right, most likely not. Of my sketches, and I threw in a couple fan art pieces, and I was selling this book. If I took out those pieces of art that were fan art, would the book still hold up? Yeah, it would hold up. That makes me curious about the whole thing with Will Terry's book. Most of the characters in his book were not Marvel. There was a few that were Marvel. So if he took the Marvel ones out, he'd still be would, would have a book that's sells and i meant maybe he could have fought that with kickstarter and said i'll just take those characters out of the book leave it up but maybe it was just too much and i don't don't know i'm just saying like that could have yeah i think legally it's a gray area i but i i would think it would be fine but i think just because a cease and desist or whatever was given yeah this last factor is probably one of the most important ones and it says the effect of the use upon the potential market for or value of the copyrighted work, right? So if someone is selling prints of a character that they designed, and then all of a sudden you start selling prints of that character they designed, now you might be taking money out of their pocket because people might like your version better. And now you're literally hurting their income. And Marvel might not be coming at you for doing fan art because they're not really in the print game. That right. might, yeah. Well, that's a, yeah, that's a good point. So if you're stepping on each other's toes too, like that's a big red flag. One of the myths. So the first myth was that fair use always protects fan art. Who would think that? That's a myth. Yeah. yeah obviously it doesn't always protect fan art because fair use is like, well, you figure there's four factors and they're all so vague and like loose. 
and you've got to like really look at each thing individually. So it's going to be case by case, right? And then it ultimately is decided in court. Right. It's right. not based on what you think. <laughs> it's based on what the judge thinks. And it could be if you've got a different judge, you could get a totally different ruling based on the exact yeah, same yeah, case. Yeah. I'm sure that that could happen. So it's it's really like subjective. The next myth, it says fair use does not protect those who sell the fan art or otherwise make money by using copyrighted work. What does that even mean? Well, no. So, so fair use always protects you. But as long as you follow how fair use is defined, yeah, fair use is always in play. But you have to define that properly. It says myth four, fair use protects artists who only use 10% of the original work. There are no rules outlining a specific percentage to change in order for the work to be deemed protected by fair use. How do you even prove, like, well, I changed 10%. Like, <laughs> percentages like that are pretty hard to right. figure out, right? I only use 10%. Well, if you only use 10%, that means you'd have to change right. 90%. And then myth five, this is probably the one that I, it's easiest to understand. It says fair use is easy to determine. That's a myth. Obviously, fair use is very hard to determine, which is why... So many people have conversations about fan art and all the dangers of it and like, you know, why it's so hard to determine what's okay to do and what's not okay. If you Google like fan art and problems with fan art, it's just like endless supply of articles and lists of different things. I'm pretty against fan art for the most part. There's some exceptions that I see. Like if you're just starting out and you're trying to learn art and you're using it as more of a master study, and you're doing it for your own benefit, your own education, fine. Yeah, go for it. You love the animation or game you play. Yeah, do fan art till you're blue in the face. And like that's fine. That's 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 totally right. that's totally cool. Don't sell it. <laughs> I think as soon as you get into the selling game, that's where everything kind of goes to the shitter, I think. And so Yeah. So for education it's fine. But the big thing that I, I warn students about so often is if you keep doing fan art, you get into this rut where you're now known as the guy that does the fan art for this thing or just fan art in general and has no original ideas of their own. And they're only right, getting right. traction and followers because of other people's intellectual property. And so what are you really benefiting from by having that following when it's all basically fake followers who like the characters? Right not your work. I agree. Unless you, I mean, I do know, I, I watched an interview on YouTube not that long ago of somebody that did fan art and he was really, really good at it. And he ended up getting hired by one of these huge comic book companies like DC because they saw his work that he was doing, you know, of their characters. And they thought it was really incredible, like just as good or if not better than some of the stuff they were yeah, putting out. Happens. So they just hired That him. happens all the time. I think that's why I try to not yeah. say that fan art is completely bad, right? And so there's always these cases where your passions shine through and then lead to work in other ways. You just have to be so careful. If you are going to do fan art, in my mind, like the more you change it, the more likely you are to be okay, you know, to be able to get away with it. And so keep that in mind. And like, just because you, you also see tons of different artists out there that are selling prints and posters of Disney characters that they did a version of or things. So it can seem when you see that, like, well, maybe what they're doing is legal because I see so many people doing it. But the fact is, it's still illegal. It's just, you know, Disney, they probably send out dozens of cease and desist every day. 
to different artists because it's happening so much to them. They just can't keep up with everybody. I'm a one artist. I'm constantly feel like I'm sending out cease and desist to stupid people trying to sell. And it's not even fan art. They're literally just selling my work, which is like obviously way worse than any fan art because you're not even changing. You're not doing anything. You're just literally selling someone else's work. But Disney is probably, and any of those big companies are probably dealing with it constantly. I bet one of the biggest expenses for companies like Disney or Lucasfilms is legal fees. Just dealing with legal fees and trying to stop other people (laughs) from making money off of them. Right. It's probably up there after salaries. I mean, it's it's huge. And like, I, I guess when you're talking about doing fan art of Disney characters, you know, as an artist, you might feel like less bad or guilty about something like that because they're such a big corporation. Like, you don't feel like you're stealing from anybody. But yeah. it's still wrong. That's why I don't like anime or people drawing in the style of anime. You're not showing yourself through that style. You're just copying certain elements and putting everything together. And then it looks like everyone else's work. And there's billions and billions of dollars and countless TV shows and movies that have an anime style to them. You can barely find ways to decipher them apart. And so as an artist, you're selling your yeah. unique style. That's what you have in your arsenal. And so you got to develop your style, not copy other people's style. I mean, obviously, as artists, we all have influences. And so you're going to tend to like not copy people, but you are going to have like other people's influence in your work. You'll take bits and pieces. You don't want to just be outright copying other artists and stealing their ideas and stealing their characters and their creations for sure. But I always feel weird even just doing like Breaking Bad stuff or even that stuff. I feel weird, even though I know I shouldn't. And like that stuff is different. But yeah, whatever. It's not like a huge portion of my income or anything. And if I had to take down those prints, it wouldn't yeah, be the end of the world. You're, but you're also bringing them into your world. Like, So if I if I were to do fan art, and I think I would like to do more fan art, actually, but only for the sense to get more eyes to my original stuff. And so more of a ploy, yeah. a marketing kind of a thing for social media to try to get more traction, more audience. But I would bring those characters into my world and make them still look like my characters, but referencing someone else's IP. That's what you've got to do. You've got to use, put your style onto these characters. And then they're so different from the original that it's okay. What you're doing is okay. So it just really depends. Right now I'm doing the, um, you've watched Breaking Bad, right? Yeah. You know, the the twin brothers in Breaking Bad that they don't talk, those two guys. So I just noticed... I posted a Breaking Bad thing, uh, Walter White, a few weeks ago, and one of the actors that plays right. one of the brothers liked it. And so I'm like, well, I'm going to do a portrait of those brothers now because I know that. And I saw that he was following me. So I'm going to send it to him and I'm doing a portrait of those two. I was really excited to see that because yeah. I'm such a huge fan of that show. It was cool to see. His name's Daniel Monsato. I'm assuming those guys are real brothers in real life. I'm right? assuming they too. have to be. Yeah. <laughs> Weird coincidence. I think that they are. Do you see a lot of students doing fan art? Because you, I mean, obviously you're, you're yeah, a teacher at Mecca. Yeah, all Mecca, the time. So. It's huge. It's a it's a big thing for students, and some students get really into it and hate when I tell them not to. It's like, well, do it in your own time. Just don't do it for this class, and that's fine. Do it for fun. Yeah, you're in school to find who you are, not to develop the skills of someone else's idea or develop someone else's idea more. I noticed in when I was going there in illustration. I think in for some reason in the illustration department it's worse because people that end up in that department are usually there because they're fans of comic mm-hmm. books and graphic novels and that's why they want to do illustration for work and so they're way more right. likely to do fan art 
whereas people maybe in like the sculpting department and in ceramics maybe aren't interested as much in comic books and True. and that type of stuff so yeah i'd agree with that i felt when i was at mecca i literally i was like you know 20 majors there when i was going and i felt like that was the only person in the illustration department that didn't like com- well not that i don't like comic books it's just not i'm mm-hmm. not really into them that much i mean i still like them but it's not like i don't collect them or anything is what i mean to say i don't i don't collect them either i like them but i don't collect them i like watching the movies like i like marvel yeah. movies and that type of stuff but when I was a kid, I always liked Far Side and Garfield, those type of comics more so than like the superhero Me ones. Me too. I really liked the quick gags. Yeah, like the yeah the quick gets. Plus, they're funny. Like I I always like comedy more than I like action films, so I'm more likely to like comics that have humor to them versus an, an action comic i think uh, the superhero comics kind of fell in the similar category for me as anime did where it kind of has this stylization across the board where everyone is copying the same kind of stylization this, this happens even with with disney you know all the characters kind of look the same in their own thing and that's all great for those brands right but you be yeah yeah you be your brand and find something that that you can kind of copy that same idea where anyone could look at your work and know that it's you. It's so true. It's human nature to like want to copy something that you already yeah. know is working, right? And so for instance, like when I join TikTok, the first thing I started doing, which is just human nature, is I started looking up other artists that already were on TikTok to see what kind of posts they were doing. Like how can I use TikTok as an artist to promote my work and to bring people to my work. And why should I even do that? Like the better thing would just be to do whatever I think I should do because maybe I'm more likely to create things that nobody else has done. And that's when you're really more likely to find an audience when people are like, wow, I've never seen something, somebody use the platform mm-hmm. for this that's actually creative. But as human beings, it's like the first thing we think is like, well, what works? What are other people already doing that right. works? And, and I'll do that. But you're probably better off just like making yeah, your own thing up, you know? But man, that's hard. It's hard to come up with original yeah, stuff. But that's be real. the joy of it, right? That's where all the real pride comes from. Yeah, it's true. Because even if nobody else knows where you copied your idea, for, like, because, you know, if you're copying your ideas from other people and nobody else knows that who you copied yeah. it from, like, you know, and just the fact that you know makes you feel like, eh, I wish I had come up with the idea fully on right. my own, you know? I don't know. I think this was a nice, nicer more condensed episode of copyright. I don't have like a ton to say on it. I, th- I thought we should do an episode because it's such a huge yeah. part of the art world right now. And neither of us are like people that do a ton right. of, of fan art. So, so I think like to wrap it up, fan art has its place and you have to be aware of where that place is. And I think yeah. that's the real important takeaway here. If you disagree with us about fan art, tell like we like to hear your opinions, like message us on on social media or email us thumbnail podcast at gmail.com and we'd love to hear your opinions like even if they're totally arguing with what we said and uh, maybe in a future podcast we'll address them yeah totally i think that's yeah we'd love to hear that and maybe you'll bring up a valid point that we didn't think of and you're right and we were wrong so you know we're happy to admit when we're wrong i mean it's so (laughs) rare but we will we will admit well good good talk (laughs) Cool. Well, have a good day, guys, and thanks for joining us. Take care.